fam can you believe it we made it to episode 30 and i could not be more honored and grateful to have spent this time with you hosting this podcast has been a dream come true and i never thought in a million years that i would have an opportunity to meet and interview some of my fashion favorites who have inspired me both personally and throughout my career I've drawn motivation, inspiration, and strength from every guest that I've interviewed, and I hope that you were inspired too. In a weird way, the show was like therapy for me. This has been one of the most complicated and difficult periods of my life. And working with this amazing team, John, Rebecca, and Megan, every week, I love you guys. Okay, have to gather myself. And bringing you these conversations has been a beacon of light, hope, and a source of encouragement. We all have a unique story, and on a fashion moment, fashion stories, and sharing them with one another, the achievements, the hurdles, the challenges, and navigating through the I don't know is how we connect our humanity and our strength with each other. Thank you again to our listeners and all the fantastic guests. I have to give a special shout out to Papa Webb in Alaska, who is my best friend's dad. He listens to the show literally every week, religiously. Thank you, Papa Webb. And Chief Black Style on Instagram, who has been a major supporter and listener of the show. Thank you, sis. Your encouragement means the world. Now, the team is going on a full hiatus, just for a little while, to continue working on season two, which will launch in September, right before New York Fashion Week. I know, it's gonna be great. I can't wait for you to see and hear who we have lined up for you. It's going to be epic. On this episode, we're revisiting the fashion moments that you, our listeners, submitted this season. I love hearing your stories and welcome you to keep submitting them. We want more for season two. And if you'd like to share one of your fashion moments with us, send an audio clip or write your story via email to a fashion moment podcast at gmail.com. Thank you and enjoy. See you soon. Hi there, I'm Becca from the San Francisco Bay Area and my favorite fashion moment, COVID-19 edition, would be during the pandemic and throughout most of 2020. I've always been a huge fashion lover, but I like to find ways to kind of re-accessorize old outfits or bring old looks back to life instead of always you know, consuming new things. So I actually learned how to crochet my own scarves in the wintertime. So it was a super easy and fun and affordable way to not only learn a new skill, but also to revamp some old winter sweaters and stuff with a pop of color and, you know, take an old gray sweater and I would crochet like a lavender scarf and wear that with it and not only helped keep my creative side alive but also teach me a new skill and teach me that I can basically do anything I set my mind to. So what I love about fashion is it allows you to change your expression as different times call for 
different ways of adapting and that is my fashion moment. Hi, a fashion moment podcast. Hi, Kirsten. Uh, my name's Elizabeth. I'm in Washington, D.C. And my favorite fashion moment was the 2018 Met Gala, Heavenly Bodies, Fashion in the Catholic Imagination. I love that it was a little bit controversial in the sense that people were like, oh, we shouldn't be turning religion into pageantry, but I think that religion and religious garb has always had a sense of pageantry, and no one represented that better than Rihanna in her Pope outfit. I think that also by opening that theme up beyond just religious garb, but to the concept of heavenly bodies also was a really interesting opportunity for stylists and the party attendees to take a spin on what they imagined to be heavenly. You know, we saw people evoke saints and truly religious iconography, thinking of um, Madonna, but then we also saw like Mindy Kaling in a beautiful crown and a blue dress. You know, she looked regal. So I think that it was open to interpretation in a way that allowed for people to really show what they saw as being beyond the ordinary, extraordinary, heavenly. And I think that that playfulness and that also taking something so serious and making it fun and making it beautiful really to me is at what the core of the purpose of fashion, which is to express and relate and elevate. Love the podcast. Huge fan. Thank you so much. It's Renee, and I'm from New York City. My favorite fashion moment was when I sat in the front row at the Timo Weiland fashion show in 2013. It was then I realized, or at least I felt, as if I made it. Sitting in the front row for someone who loves fashion is magical. And having done so for the first time, just set the stage for my love of fashion and creativity. That's my story. Hi, I'm Ashley calling from Kentucky. My favorite fashion moment is Michelle Obama in the Versace copper colored chainmail dress at the last state ball she attended as first lady. She looked incredible. All her curves were hugged and out and she just sent us off with a bang, literally. This is Brienne um, calling from Brooklyn, and one of my favorite fashion moments was attending the very last show of Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week at Bryant Park. It was the Tommy Hilfiger show in the tent, and I remember being there and realizing that 7th on 6th was moving on to uh, a new home, and it was truly the end of an era and all that had been accomplished to bring all of Fashion Week to one centralized place um, and truly grateful to have been able to be there to see it. My name is Erin Patton from Houston, Texas, and my ultimate fashion moment was the Narciso Rodriguez Spring 2009 show at the Tents in Bryant Park. I just happened to get hooked up in the most major way and I was sitting front row 
And as I was sitting front row, I started to strike up a conversation with a beautiful woman next to me. And we just were chatting. And I was like, by the way, what's your name? And she says, oh, my name is Glenda Bailey. And of course, at the time, Glenda was the editor-in-chief at Harper's Bazaar. And I was like, whoa. And then literally, as I looked to my right, you know, just in awe of my surroundings, I literally see none other than the Kanye West with his new boo, Amber Rose sitting next to him and we were literally almost like across the aisle from each other we could we could look at each other we were looking at each other it was amazing and then that's when like all the lights dimmed and I didn't even get a chance to say anything back to Glenda because I was just like oh you mean from Harper's Bazaar and she was like yes you know in her beautiful British accent and you know that could have been my opportunity maybe to have my Devil Wears Prada moment but certainly didn't take her up on that opportunity. I was in the midst of my personal shopping journey at Bergdorf Goodman, which was an amazing one. And I just will never forget it. The collection was so beautiful. It was his bright neon colors. I mean, honestly, I don't even remember people doing this before him, but he was doing the cutouts kind of like on the on the um, waist, around the waist. It was just amazing. So that was my fashion moment. My name is Sandra Joe. I'm from San Diego, California. And one of my favorite fashion moments of all time was seeing Eden Miller's runway show in 2013. That was all plus size women walking down the runway at New York Fashion Week. It really resonated with me because it was awesome to see bodies like mine representing designer collections and showing everybody that all bodies can be the face and the body of designer collections. My name is Leslie and I'm currently from Juneau, Alaska. My first experience with fashion was in high school. I was at the mall and I was approached and asked to participate in a back to school fashion show with Dillard's. I excitedly accepted the offer and on the first day of the show, I was told that we would be modeling Tommy Hilfiger. This was such a privilege for me because my family was impoverished and we really couldn't afford designer clothing. So it was honestly like my first experience wearing designer clothing. And in return for modeling, Dillard's actually gave me several of the outfits that I modeled. And it was so monumental because we lived in an upper class community and I was able to enter my senior year of high school feeling so confident and fashionable. And it really, really was an unforgettable moment for me in fashion. Hi, this is Ronnie from Chicago, and I'd like to share one of my favorite fashion moments. And it is coming from the Mariah Carey. So this was, I think in 1997, the MTV Awards, and Mariah had just separated from her husband, and she was bearing skin. She was ready for the world, and I think at least I was ready for her. So she had on like a black tube top, and then she had a really long black skirt with a high, high slit. 
and everything was black. Her navel was out. She had these strappy high heeled sandals and it was so super duper sexy. And I was just, I absolutely loved it. And so that was a moment that really stood out for me in my teenage years. And it's like, okay, Mariah, bring it. We could take it. Podcasts are awesome. And I know you love them too, or you wouldn't be here right now. But have you ever thought about starting your own? Don't worry, you don't have to be a techie, but you do need a bit of guidance so you don't make costly mistakes. My name is Sunny, and I've been podcasting for a long time. I've launched more than 15 profitable podcasts, and I'm the founder of the Independent Podcast Network. My online course, How to Launch Your Profitable Podcast in 30 Days, gives you the keys to the five P's of podcasting, which is everything you need to launch and grow a successful podcast. You get unlimited access to more than 35 videos and dozens of handouts. And when you purchase my course, you're also supporting this awesome podcast because they're getting 50% of the money when you use their special link. How cool is that? Let me help you get started with your podcast. Go to podcastsareawesome.com slash fashion. That's podcastsareawesome.com slash fashion. Hi, I'm Nikki from Maryland. And of all of the amazing fashion moments that I've experienced, hands down, my favorite fashion moment is when I stalked and met Dirk Heiser, better known as Karl Lagerfeld, in Soho. This was back in March 2010, so it's actually almost 11 years to the day since I met him. Um, at the time, I was a newbie fashion PR intern working in the heart of Soho. One evening, I was leaving my internship and I noticed several Chanel vans outside of the Mercer Kitchen, which happened to be one of Karl Lagerfeld's favorite restaurants and hotels in New York. Now, for additional context, at the time, I was truly Chanel obsessed. Like, I watched every Chanel show. I had just gotten my first Chanel bag. Just moved to New York. I had dreams of interning or working at Chanel or attending a Chanel show in Paris. So my heart is literally racing when I saw, like, all the Chanel vans outside of the Mercer kitchen. So I walked up to one of the vans and I asked the driver what was going on. And thankfully, he was super chatty because he gave me so much tea. If he had not had such a big mouth, I never would have met Carl. <laughs> so I walked up and asked him, you know, what is going on? And he said, oh, they're shooting the fall winter 2010 campaign um, for the next few days in meatpacking. And then I asked, you know, is Carl Lagerfeld inside? And he replied, yes, he is. So the driver said that they would be departing around 9 a.m. the following day. So if I wanted to catch a glimpse of Uncle Carl to come back around then. I was literally beside myself and I could not like understand my good fortune. I was going to meet Carl Lagerfeld the next day. So I went to my Harlem apartment and searched high and low for Chanel inspired Luke. And I did actually happen to have that on deck. Uh, I wore a cream tweed blazer lined with black trim, a cream silk ruffle blouse um, with like a pussy bow, and high-waisted black silk trousers, lots of pearls, and then of course my Chanel bag. So the next morning, 
I arrive just before 9 a.m. and I'm just like hanging out in front of the Mercer kitchen, hoping to catch a glimpse of my favorite designer. Mind you, my internship starts at nine, but I was willing to be late for my internship if I could meet Carl Lagerfeld, right? Uh, so two hours later, like I was told to be there around nine, they did not depart until two hours later, 11 a.m. But around that time, Carl Lagerfeld and all of the models of the moment strutted out of the hotel. I mean, it was just, like, there was so much pomp and circumstance. Like, you see Carl, you see Daria Werbery, Friha Beha, Lily Donaldson, like, all of the editorial models from the ads you see in the magazines, just tall and glamorous, smoking cigarettes, wearing leather, just looking effortlessly cool. And then you see the staff, they are, like, loading these Chanel vans up with gowns and purses and furs it was just incredible okay and i'm standing outside snapping pics on my little android samsung phone trying not to fangirl but totally fangirling and then as they were loading up the van i'm like nikki if you don't hurry up and say something carl is gonna leave and you're not gonna get your picture so i mustered up the courage to ask for a pic carl gave me a once-over, okay? But then he gave me an approving nod, like, I see you, sis, you look cute. You put in some effort this morning. And I did, my Chanel bag and my fit were popping. Um, and he summoned me forward. Uh, he also looked at my nails, which were a seafoam green hue. And he said, I like your varnish, uh, which I also loved. And I did not change my nail color for like months after that because it was Carl Lagerfeld approved, right? So anyway, he uh, summons me forward. We take this picture and my life was literally made. Like three months after moving to New York, I met Carl Lagerfeld. So afterwards, I walked into my internship late. Like it's like 11.45 at this point. Um, and my bosses were giving me a look like, sis, what possible explanation can you have for being almost three hours late for your internship? I told them why, and I showed them the picture, and they all freaked out. They all freaked out and were like, OMG, you met Carl Lagerfeld? You met Dirk Kaiser?" So needless to say, I did not get into trouble that day, thankfully. Um, and as an added bonus, that day, celebrity stylist Memzor Kamaraki, he also happened to be visiting the showroom, and my boss even called me over to him during their appointment and said, tell him the story of how you met Carl. So I got to beat Memzor that day as well, and he also totally freaked out. Like, wow, you met Carl Lagerfeld? So, whew, that was just an incredible day. And it had been such a long, cold three months in New York pursuing, you know, fashion PR. It was my first internship. There were days that I regretted my relocation. Um, but meeting Carl Lagerfeld reminded me of why I left Maryland, because this would never happen in the DMV. The concrete jungle is truly where dreams are made of. What a day. What a fashion moment. Hello, my name is Miriam. I'm calling from Miami and I wanted to share my favorite fashion moment. Hands down, my favorite fashion moment has to be when I volunteered to work at Bryant Park for the first ever 7th on 6th fashion week. I was already working in the industry as a design assistant for a company called Gloria Sachs. And she would do fashion shows, but they were very small. 
very informal, and always in her showroom. So I had never worked on a large fashion event. And one day I was at FIT taking a photography class and there was a sign up for fashion volunteers. I signed up thinking this could be fun. Little did I know that it was going to be something that I turned into a career and loved doing. So I get a call time super early and you have to show up at Bryant Park. Get to Bryant Park and you're on the steps looking at this huge frame tent. And I think, okay, I'm not really sure what to expect, but this is going to be fun. And it was awesome. You walk into the venue and there's people everywhere. There's people putting together the, the frame. There's people working on lights. There's people working on the runway. So as a volunteer, I was assigned to do whatever needed to be done. And my assignment was to work with the PR team. And I walk over to these women that are on the floor looking over this huge, massive blueprint. And it was the seating chart of that particular venue. And there were little yellow tabs with people's names on them. And they were discussing who needed to move, who was coming, why that person needed to move back a row. And I would stand there waiting for them to decide who's needed to be seated where and they would hand over a large index card that I would run over to a certain section a certain row and put the index card on the back of the chair and I would do this back and forth for a few hours but at the same time there was a fashion show coordinator on the stage with the models discussing where they needed to stop there was music blaring in the background stopping and queuing up there was lights on and off it was just this amazing orchestrated event before the event so hours go by and finally celebrities are coming in editors are coming in famous people are coming in and I'm going wow this is really huge I was telling people you know you sit in this section your seat is over here and it was great so everyone is seated everyone is ready for the show to start lights go down music starts to queue up the lights queue up and the first model hits the runway and I tell you it was the best moment that I had ever had I knew that I was in the right place and this was the industry that I needed to continue to to be in and I am still in awe of what happened that day and that I returned season after season to help with the shows because it was a fabulous experience. Everyone I worked with was on the same page. Everyone was working towards the end goal of producing a fabulous fashion show. And I think the bonus was that I came away with a fashion week family that every February, every September, we saw each other and we worked crazy hours, long hours, but we loved what we did and we worked well together. Thank you for allowing me to share my favorite fashion moment. Hey everyone, I'm Raisa, originally from Anata Bay, Jamaica, currently living in Baltimore, and this is my fashion moment. When I was younger, you know, I lived back home um, in a very rural sort of passerby town with my grandma. And one thing about our life then was one, I was very privileged, and so 
I had the opportunity to not only experience American life through the lens of my mother, but it was primarily through the lens of fashion. You know, back home, we were sort of relegated to wearing uniforms daily for school. And so the only time that I had to express myself would be outside of school, which literally involved being as colorful as possible. I'm an 80s baby, but I grew up in the 90s um, and adorning a lot of jewelry. <laughs> uh, one thing about me is that I grew up with my grandmother, but my mom lived in the States. She was building our life here, getting ready for us to come home. And one of my fondest memories were the barrels that would receive from the States filled, literally stacked to the brim with toys and clothing. Um, I was big on accessories back then. My mom loved sending me gold jewelry. She loved um, sending me matching sort of outfit sets. And then the other thing is that my grandma, she literally had the best eye for just like, if she were a seamstress in a past life, I would believe that she was actually an educator. Um, but my grandma would sew my, a lot of my clothing as well, or she would put her own little spin to it. So if ever I get an opportunity to share outfits from the past, just know that I was always suited, ready to go, and very well dressed, <laughs> including, um, I think that's why I actually love outfits and getting dressed these days because it always reminds me of my childhood. My name is Ashley J. Williams, and I'm a visual artist based out of Washington, D.C., and I work out of a home studio that I share with my partner and fellow painter, Anthony Lay. My fashion moment was dyeing my hair green about three years ago, and this has transformed my life and my fashion sense. A little backstory real quick. Uh, when I was a teenager, I was very interested in fashion and enjoyed expressing myself through how I dress. I even wanted to study fashion in college. However, growing up, I also struggled with an eating disorder for over a decade, which uh, left me as an adult with a lot of set ideas about who I thought I should be and what I thought I should look like. Basically dyeing my hair green for the first time and looking into the mirror, I felt unburdened by the expectations of my body that have always plagued me. I had spent literally zero time or energy creating rules and regulations for green-haired Ashley. My green hair doesn't seek to please anyone but me. It is a way I can express myself and my unique fashion feeling untethered. It's wholly mine and mine alone. I don't have a litany of preconceived notions of what green-haired Ashley should or shouldn't be, what she should or shouldn't weigh. My green hair makes me feel free, and I've actually been incorporating green-haired women in my work as well. This is Elisa J. Gould from Washington, D.C. A favorite fashion moment that is difficult because there are so many, but a personal one is when the fabulous Pussy Noir invited me to curate a sustainable fashion show at an event at Trade Bar in DC, an LGBTQ bar. And I had to come up with 16 looks using four models. So I had one male, three females, the 16 looks were created with eight pieces of clothing for all the models. And well, it was just incredible. So that was one. 
And I would have to say the second one was, of course, Miss Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman when she goes shopping with the amazing Richard Gere and just transforms her whole look, returns to the original boutique and reminds them to not judge a book by its cover. Thanks so much for joining me for this week of A Fashion Moment. If you like what you hear, we'd love for you to join our community of listeners and spread the word about the show. We also want to hear from you. Share your favorite fashion moments and dream guests with us by sending an audio clip or email to a fashion moment podcast at gmail.com. Or you can tag us on Instagram at a fashion moment and you could be featured on next week's episode. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review and let us know what you think. Until then, see you next time for another fashion moment. Podcast production by Rebecca Rashid and John Taylor Williams. Digital media production by Megan Porras. This recording carries a Creative Commons 4.0 international license. Thanks to Patrick Patrickios for their song, Hot Coffee.